How many of you are happy to be in the presence of the Most High God? It's always joy when we come into His presence, and we are very happy to be here with you, uh, my family and I, and uh, I just want you to know we love you, we pray with you, and I also bring you greetings from our other pastors in California, uh, Pastor Doug and Pastor Janice uh, in uh, Roseville, and... uh, I want you to bow down your heads even as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to say thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you that we are your children. Thank you that we can come boldly before your throne of grace and obtain mercy for times of need. We need you more than ever before, Lord. And even as we have come, We've come with our hearts open and ready to receive from you. We have come with our hopes, our dreams, and aspirations, placing them before you, trusting in you that only you can make all things beautiful concerning us in this year. We want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to sit at your feet. It is unto you that we have come to gather. And so we pray, O Lord, that you will speak to our hearts, Lord. Speak to each and every heart that is gathered here in your presence. That the sick will be healed. The brokenhearted will be comforted. In Jesus' name, speak, Lord. Amen. All right. I want you to turn your Bibles with me to... The Gospel of Luke, chapter number 18. Um, I want to encourage you uh, to get the uh, first uh, service, uh, the tape, the podcast, or whatever. It was a a very uh, different uh, message. And uh, now we want to talk on um, a different uh, subject. Today's message is prayer is still the answer. Do you believe that? Your amen was very weak. (laughs) Prayer is still the answer. Prayer is still the answer. It's a great year, 2017. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. But you know what? It's going to take prayer. Everything that God has concerning us is going to take prayer. Solid Rock, I want you to know that you are on the right path. You have started the year right with fasting and prayer. And I want to just, you know, add to what Pastor has been, you know, talking to you about just to prepare you for everything that is going to come your way this year. Prayer is still the answer. Luke chapter number 18, Jesus Christ speaking, and these are are his words. said, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose 
heart. Another translation says, and not faint. Men always ought to pray so that they will not lose heart. Whether you like it or not, we live in a fallen world. We live in an evil world. This world is filled with so much evil. You turn anywhere you turn, there is so much evil all around us. And it's very discouraging. And if you are not very careful... The things that are happening around you that are evil, they are going to get you. They will get to you and they will get you down. And the agenda of the enemy is to make sure that you get discouraged. You need to be at a point where you look at everything that is happening around you through the eyes of God. And if you can see them right then you'll be able to deal with them rightly. Last year, you know, with everything that was happening, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, deaths and all that, I, we were in Africa, and I was there, and, uh, uh, when the, and then uh, there was another shooting, a cop sh- uh, shooting somebody, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I was looking at the video, and then the Spirit of the Lord just came upon me, and the Lord said, this is not natural. There is a spiritual issue. And so when people begin to march and run around and do all kinds of stupid stuff, they are dealing with it the wrong way. And there are so many other things that are happening all around us and we approach wrongly. But the time has come for us to go back to the old-time religion, and just go to the basics of our faith. Prayer is still the answer. Technological advancement does not negate the power of prayer. I don't care what kind of modern phone or gadget you have and what kind of help you have, you know, uh, you have surrounded yourself with. It is nothing compared to what prayer can do. Prayer is still the answer. In the words of Jesus, we need to pray so that we do not faint. As humans... We are spiritual beings. We, just no, we are not just a natural you know, uh, creation and just walking around. We eat, we sleep, and we do everything. And then that's it. We are spiritual beings. And if your spiritual aspect is not alive, everything else is going to go bad in your life. A lot of people are stressed because they are not praying. A lot of people are dealing with situations again and again and again and again and again that they are not meant to be dealing with. We are carrying burdens that we are not meant to carry. The Lord our God 
promised to walk with us every step of the way. But the question is, are we walking with him? He has promised to be with us every day, every hour, every minute. He's promised to walk with us. Are we walking with him? The problem is not, you know, God neglecting us. The problem is us neglecting God. And we have neglected God because we don't know how to pray. Jesus said to his disciples in the garden, could you not tarry one hour? He went out with the twelve. He took three out of the twelve with him. And he went further and he said, pray with me. And then he left them and then he stepped away a little further. And he was praying and he came back and they were all sleeping. And he said to them, could you not tarry one hour? Wake up, pray. And then he went on and continued praying. And then he comes back, they are sleeping. Today, there are many in the church that are like the disciples in the garden of Gethsemane. Sleeping. Neglecting prayer. I want you to know that everything God wants to do, the Bible says, he reveals it to his servants. According to Amos. The Lord will do nothing except he first reveals it to his servants. Now, when you come into Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, Jesus Christ, this is what he said. He said, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence. But the violent take it by force. The devil have no break. There is no day that the devil will say, I'm, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep for three months. And I'm going to leave the children of God to just be and do their own thing as God wants them to do. And then after three months, I will come back. No. He doesn't do that. He's active all the time. And that is why Jesus said, you know, before it was the prophets, you know, the church have the leaders, and they are the go-between them and God. Now, from the time of John the Baptist, John the Baptist introduced Jesus Christ and what we have now, direct access to God. That was what John the Baptist came to introduce. So uh, the Bible said in Matthew chapter 3, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, repent and be baptized. So the gospel of repentance, that is what John brought 
So you receive the message, you repent, you are baptized, you are now a child of God, and you have access to God directly. No longer through the prophets. And so whatever God wants to do in your life, he will reveal it to you. Whatever is going on in your life that you want God to deal with, it needs to be passed on to God in prayer. You talk to him, he talks back to you. When we talk of prayer, it's not just about us talking to God or talking at God. We talk, he talks back. The old hymn says, and he walks with me and he talks. He walks with me and he talks with me. It's not just us talking to him. He longs so much to talk to us. In Jeremiah chapter uh, uh, 33, verse 3, he said, Come, call on me, and I will show you great and mighty things you do not know of. There are things he wants to reveal to us. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, he said, come and let us reason together. Wow. That's the kind of God that we have. He just doesn't, you know, most people think Christianity is about do's and don'ts and God giving us rules and regulations and this. No. It's a relationship where though he's the almighty, he wants to have a relationship of equals with us. Let's reason together. All right. This is what I have. You know, you think you cannot do it. No, you can do it. I will give you what it takes. And then you reason together with him. He takes your burdens. And in place of your burdens, he gives you strength. Prayer is still the answer. Prayer is the answer to this nation, all the problems of this nation, prayer is still the answer. In our homes, prayer is still the answer. In our communities, prayer is still the answer. You know, when you begin to love prayer and get more and more involved in prayer, there are different dimensions and angles of prayer. You know, as the church is getting ready, to look for a new place and to move into a new building. It is going to take prayer. It is going to take prayer for this church to do the great and the mighty things that God wants to do on this land. When some people begin to understand spiritual mapping, where you are, you know, your car is now a tool for the Lord. As you are driving around, you are praying over your community. Every street has to be covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Every neighborhood you drive by, it has to receive an injection of the blood. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. 
the great and mighty things that God have in store for them that love him. God have mighty things in store for this church. There is so much that God is about to do. In this church, with this church. And not just with this church, but with this nation. I say God is not done with America. God is not done with America. And the path that America has been on, it has to take God for there to be a shifting in where you know, this nation was going. And you know what? The carnal mind cannot understand it. The carnal mind cannot understand the mess that this nation was in. The mess that this nation was in is nothing compared to the mess that Donald Trump is. Hallelujah. Some of you get that next year. God is not done with this nation. And so if the church will begin to arise and begin to pray more than ever before, there are many times we lie in the church. People are going through things and they tell us, oh, sister, I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying. As you say, that is the prayer. It's done. It's over. You don't remember to pray. (laughs) But it's time we begin to realize that prayer is the answer that we have. And so when we offer people prayer, we should engage in prayer. If I tell you I'll be praying for you, What I do is that immediately I'll start praying. I say, God, please help this sister. Lord, please intervene. Do this. And as we all sow prayer into our lives, into our families, into our community, into this nation, we will begin to see transformation. If there is anything we need more than ever before, it is prayer. There are things happening to numb us, to remove us from prayer. But the time has come for the church to wake up, to run to prayer meetings than we run to other places. Because prayer is still the answer. Why? It is good to pray. Prayer Keep us connected to the throne room of God. When you are someone that prays, you are connected to the throne room of God. Some of you, you are eager to know people in high places. You already know the great I am. You already know him. I don't need to know anybody in Washington, D.C. No. I know the King of Kings. I know the Lord of Lords. And if I'm praying, I'm connected to his throne room. And as I'm connected, whatever is going on in the rest of the world, he has the answer. 
And he know how to connect me. He know how to rearrange my schedule. I just have to make sure I stay close so that next time when I go knocking on the door, they don't ask, who are you? (laughs) Seriously, some people think prayer is the last resort. And when you come to that moment, that is when you are knocking and they are asking, who are you? But if prayer is your first option, then you are known. They know your footsteps. They know the kind of shoe you wear. And they know, you know, the, the limp in your walking, it's only you. Everybody have a different walk. You think it's only thumbprint? Uh, some of us, you know, our feet are, uh, you know, so each and every one of us, we have our own footsteps. And heaven knows it. Heaven knows. And as we get connected, whatever it is, it gets dealt with. When we pray, we receive strength for the journey of life. You know, like I'm saying, it's not just our physical body that needs food. Our spiritual man So prayer is what gives us that spiritual food that we need. There are some of you, if you you be sincere to yourself, there are times you go through certain things and as you engage in prayer, you realize that you finish praying and it's like you feel light, you feel the burden is removed. Prayer always energizes us. Prayer is like a miracle pill. You go into it not knowing what to expect, but you always come out a different person. You come out better than you have been when you went in. And these are things we need to keep reminding ourselves. They are things we need to pass on to the next generation. We live in a society where People are exposed to all kinds of, you know, spiritual uh, education, but except for prayer. Our children are watching programs on TV that are exposing them to demons. And yet we are not teaching them how to deal with demons. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal. They are mighty. And when, when you begin to you know, read you know, scriptures like this, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, you, know, you begin to read scriptures like this. It tells you that the world is more than we are you know, trying to accept it to be. There is a battle going on. And when you are praying and, you know, you've given yourself to prayer, then you come to the point of understanding what spiritual warfare is. Now, we don't talk about spiritual warfare because most people even don't know the basics of prayer, more or less, to be talking about spiritual warfare. It's above their pay grade. And so, pastors are shying away from it. And the church members, 
don't know what it is. There are things that goes on, and some of those things, when you see it, you need to recognize it for what it is. It is a battle, and you have to be ready to fight those battles. And you are not fighting it by your own strength, you fight it with the Spirit of the Lord. We have been blessed as Christians. God is not just calling us to pray. Because there are some of, you know, sometimes we get so exposed to the world that when we begin to think of spiritual things, we just even don't know where to start or, you know, how to go about it. But even yet in that situation, God has the solution. In Romans chapter 8, he said, you know, sometimes we don't even know how to pray and what to pray. But the Spirit, come on, how uh, how easy, easy can it be? He said, pray. You don't know how to pray. He has given you his Spirit to live in you. And when you don't know how to pray, he prayed through you. Look, for those of us that pray, it's not that we are super, you know, uh, 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 whatever, whatever. In terms of uh, prayer, sometimes we don't know how to pray. What to pray? And we just start. And then before you realize, there is a bubbling going on. And that bubbling, before you realize, you, you, know, you started not knowing what it is. And then there is the inspiration. Then there is you know, things beginning to get Clarified in your mind. And the next thing, you are calling things into being. Things that were not in existence, you are calling them into being. And they begin to manifest. Before you realize, things that you thought were very difficult, they become easier and simpler. There was a guy, he was working on a project. He's worked on it for three months, and he couldn't, you know, uh, get anywhere. And so that evening, he just remembered there was a prayer meeting going on in his church. So he decided to, you know, just take a break because after three months, he, you know, couldn't solve it. So what will a, a few hours at the prayer meeting take away from that? He went to the prayer meeting, and in a matter of 45 minutes, he's got it. Everything was clarified. God have made the provision for us. And that provision is prayer. Jesus started his ministry with prayer. Before he began his earthly ministry, he went and he prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. That was before he started his ministry. And all through his ministry, he was in prayer. He prayed about certain things long before you know, they even begin to happen, but then he will still demonstrate the power of prayer. He will lift out the bread and say, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And I'm praying not because of my sake, but that these people will know. That it is you. 
all through his ministry, he demonstrated the power of prayer to his disciples. And as a church, as the body of Christ, we need to believe in prayer more than anything. The power of prayer is available to us. Whatever you are going through, just begin to pray like never before. There are different types of prayers. There were times that they brought certain people to, to the disciples, and then they would pray, and then nothing happens. And then they go to Jesus, and they go like, how come nothing is happening? He said some of this, not just ordinary prayer. Some prayers have to be accompanied by fasting. Some prayers, it just have to be a simple, you know, prayer of praise or thanksgiving. But some, you have to contend. You have to engage in battle and fight like a soldier. Prayer is available for us to take new territories. Anything you want to do, any new endeavor you want to embark upon, you will be successful if you know how to use prayer. The place where we, we, we move to now is known for idol worship, a lot of idol worship. Actually, the land the Lord gave us for the Lord's gym. Directly in front of us is a shrine where they have their voodoo uh, things all over. And I'm like, God, is this the only place you have for us? <laughs> but we know the Lord is with us. And prior to the Lord speaking to us to, you know, go to that place more than 10 years ago, I remember, you know, uh, the Spirit of the Lord just came upon us and said we should, you know, uh, go on a prayer journey. And so we organized a prayer team and we went into this town. We, we drove there. It's like a three-hour drive. We drove there. You know, we got off at the beginning of the town and then we just walked through praying. And we walked through the whole place, we spend the whole day walk from one end to the other and just pray and just destroying the forces of darkness and establishing the mind of God for the community. Yeah. And then fast forward, years later, I have no intention of going to live in this community. <laughs> and then the Lord said, go. <laughs> when he first said, you know, uh, uh, actually what happened was that we went in, I went, I went there with a friend just to, you know, fast and pray. Uh, it was November. And so I was like, okay, um, the following year, I don't know what God has in store for me. And so I want to spend, you know, three days praying and seeking the mind of God, just knowing the things he want us doing before, uh, you know, this year ends and then we go into the following year. And so my friend went with me. He's not from the area. He doesn't know any, anything about the area. I've been in the, you know, uh, my family was from there. I've been there, and I know around. So we fasted the first day. The second day, then this guy, you know, 
walks up to me and we were in prayer and then he said, you know, today I would like to go swimming. Oh, my spiritual, super spiritual person goes like swimming in a time of fasting and prayer. This is unspiritual. I just want to stay focused, read my Bible, pray. This guy is being carnal. Is he a temptation or what? You know, and, and I was just battling with myself. And then, but then, in the midst of all that, like, I need to be nice to this guy. He came to help me, and the least I can do for him is to take him to the beach. So I decided, okay, I said, okay, uh, you know, we'll go. But in my mind, I'm not going into the water. I'm not, you know, I'm not swimming. And we, we, we went there, and then he started getting ready to go into the water, and I was just, you know, I'm like, you know, you are not being nice. You know, just be nice and just go into the water. And so I went with him into the water, and as soon as I dove in and I came out, and the Spirit of God started speaking to me. And that's why you have to know that God is not a respecter of, you know, our ways, you know. <laughs> and he goes like, turn around. So I went in with my back to, you know, to shore. I went into the water, and then I turned around, and I was looking at the land, and then the Spirit of the Lord began to say, uh, what about, you know, uh, we set up a, a center here for the young people. Talk about God's, you know, reasoning with you. I'm, then I was like, yeah, that would be cool. He said, yeah, right there on the beach. You know, kids from different places, they come around. You have different things for them. They play. You teach them and all that. And then I got excited. And now, you know, now I'm in communication with God. I got excited. And then, you know, uh, I started talking to my friend. I said, listen, we're going to start a ministry here. And he's looking at me like, what, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> I got so excited. And now, you know, it's like, Oh, so this is the answer, you know, the direction I was seeking God for. It was so clear, and I'm like, okay, now time to get a land. And now I'm eager to just start working, and, you know, uh, we finished swimming, and I'm like, you know, I, I surveyed the whole area. I'm like, how are we going to get somewhere? Right here. And then I talked to, uh, you know, the first person I talked to is like, oh, I know a woman, you know, so, but then it was three days, and I have to leave. Within a week, I got a call back. They said there is a place they want me to come and check out. I went back. I took a look at the place. I'm like, yeah, right, right where you know, I was looking at, where God was saying. And so then I, you know, I turned to the guy, and I'm like, um, now let's talk about how much it's going to cost. We don't have the money, and we have to start planning for it. And the guy looked at me. And he said, I heard what uh, you want to do with this place. And I will be glad to see something like that happening in this place. This is how much somebody wanted to offer me, but I'm not going to take it from you immediately. Let's start with the project, and then we can talk about my money later. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> There is a believer in what God wants to do. Now, 
it gets better than that. I start talking to people. People, uh, you know, people saw me working with this guy, then they came to me. You have to be careful about that guy. What was he telling you? And I'm like, oh, you know, we're looking at, he said, no, don't have anything to do with that guy. He, 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 he was like the number one drug dealer in the area. And so he has a bad reputation, and nobody wants to have anything to do with him. But this is the guy that was saying to me, he believes in what we want to do, what God wants to do, a place for, you know, he, and so then, I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> you know, I'm in the hands of a drug dealer. <laughs> and God, what is happening? And then another time I was talking to him, and he said, listen, I want to tell you something. I was like, okay, go ahead. And he said, let me tell you, I've led some life, and I've been in some bad companies, and you may start hearing things about me, but don't take it to heart. As you are here, as the Lord brought you here, you know, gradually God will work on us and he will change us. I turned around and I was just in tears. I'm like, whoa. This is God. Long story short, you know, you've all heard the gym is functioning, you know, and that guy, you know, works with us and you know, he stopped, you know, and so we never talk about what uh, business he was in. One time I was going to see him, and I didn't knock on the gate. I just pushed the gate open, and I, I saw them, you know, uh, they had the weed, everything, and wrapping, and then uh, I closed the door, went back out, and then I knocked. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and then I, uh, so... Uh, I knock and then I, you know, I, I called I called his name and they're like, oh, and then quickly, and so another time we're talking, and now he's like, he has stopped going to the market, or, or, or uh, going to bring goods, you know, he, that was you know he, he's talking to me in parables, you know, <laughs> we never talk about whatever goods he used to go bring, you know, we just share, you know, and he told me. You know, we were working on a project and we were out of, the ma- out of money and he was like, hmm, he stopped going to bring goods. If, you know, <laughs> like you have money to, <laughs> to put into the project. Like, don't worry, God will provide. Yeah. And the Lord has been providing. And the ministry there is growing. But what I want you to know is that that ministry was birthed through prayer. Prayer, you know, when you hear prayer, it's, it, it's very simple. But what prayer can do is so huge. What prayer can do is so great. And as we bring ourselves to the place of prayer this year, We're going to see miracles like never before. We're going to see the hand of God like never before. The Bible says, they that call upon the name of Jesus will be saved. Prayer is simply just remembering to call upon that name every day, every hour. 
Sometimes, if you don't know what to pray, just say, Jesus, help me. Just, you know, keep repeating the name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The Bible says at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee will bow. Just saying the name Jesus is a prayer. I do it sometimes. I'm in a situation. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You have to be in prayer. You have to know how to call on that name. I don't forward those, uh, you know, stupid things people post on Facebook. You know, if you believe in Jesus, forward this to seven people. No, no, no I don't do that. Make Jesus via. No, G- you know, Jesus doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. He's already, you know, look, even the people that say they don't believe in him. When things are going wrong, jeez. They don't believe in him, but yet in their toughest time, that is the first name that comes to mind. How much more for us as Christians? It is the name that is given Unto us, not just for us to be saved and live a miserable life. It's for us to be saved and to walk in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit the rest of our life on this side of heaven. And prayer is the avenue through which we use the name. My coming here this morning is to encourage you to engage in prayer like never before. God is raising up an army, a band of spiritual soldiers that we will look at situations and say this is how it looks like in the natural, but we are going to speak the mind of God to those situations. All things are possible to them that believe. All things. If you don't believe it, if you don't believe what I'm saying, ask Donald Trump. All things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible. Just stay in it. Stay the course. And use the vehicles that are available to you. Stay the course. Prayer is the number one instrument. Paul said, pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Pray without ceasing. In all things, pray. If you are happy, pray. If things are not going well, pray. Pray without ceasing. We're going to spend some time to just pray as a congregation. One of the things that we need more than ever before is congregational prayer. There is something called corporate anointing. When we come together and we lift up our voice and we lift up our hands and we pray, things happen. And don't 
underestimate the power of your own prayers. The story, you know, D.L. Moody told his own story. He was considered one of the greatest evangelists of, you know, the past century. But he started off just as a regular preacher. And three ladies in his church, they decided to take it upon themselves to pray for him. Every day, they meet in their homes, they pray for him. They come to church early, they start praying for him. During service, they are praying for him, and he didn't even know. One day they were praying, and he was standing there preaching and looking at these women, and they were praying, and their lips were moving. And he became like Eli was to Hannah. After service, went to these women, and it's like, are you guys drunk, or what is it? <laughs> and they're like, no, we are praying for you because we believe that there can be so much more. There can be so much more coming from you, so much more power, so much more authority of the Holy Ghost in you and in your preaching than, you know, we are seeing. He was humbled. And he encouraged them. And through the prayers of these three ladies, his ministry was transformed. He preached all over the U.S. and, you know, across the Atlantic. The power of prayer. Each and every one of you, you have that power. This church is going to another level. And it's not going to be just by the work of the pastors, but it's by the church rising up in prayer. If you forget anything this morning, remember, prayer is still the answer. Shall we be on our feet? We're going to pray.